0: Hey everyone,
1: welcome to our first podcast, Two Gs in a Pod.
0: Two gals on a mission, ready to educate, empower and entertain. I'm Angie, And I'm MG. Let's get started with our first podcast. Nicole, we're all dying to know, how's Bali? Bali
1: is amazing. It's everything I could ever imagine. Cafes, coffee, adventures, waterfalls, gym, training, everything that I love doing and I'm so glad I've done it and I'm so so glad that I've decided to come out solo at first I'm just putting myself into everything saying yes to everything opening myself up to so many opportunities and I'm absolutely loving every minute of it but you know obviously I like walking but trying to get around in ballet is quite a nightmare for walkers you have not got right away at all so I think my very first kind of feeling the fear and doing it anyway example was jumping on a scooter, helmet on of course, but trying to get around is a bit of a nightmare and that was a learning experience in itself, so yeah, I'm just learning every day. Oh, also, you'll find this quite funny, so I went to the supermarket, the good old periods came and left with what I thought was the right sanitary towels and of course, it was basically like a nappy, Michelle, honestly protected right from the front hole right to the back hole but you know you just you just gotta go with the flow of these things so yeah (laughs) new experiences in different countries new experiences in different countries but honestly it's it's one of the best decisions i've ever made and the meeting new people part is is absolutely brilliant you know on your own of course just add that different layer to it you know you've got to just go into the mindset putting yourself out there, go and introduce yourself. And I've actually made it like a kind of wee secret goal of mine every day just to go up and speak to at least one stranger. Good for you. Thank you. You know, I'm just properly leaning, leaning into that uncomfortableness. And I would absolutely encourage everybody to do something like that or just something really similar. You never know the opportunity or, you know, that one conversation that you might have. Um, I met two amazing Aussie girls the other day at CrossFit and they were going a uh, hike up Mount Vitour. So, of course, I was like, oh, when you go out, what time? And they decided they, um, decide, they asked me to come along. I was like, absolutely, yes, count me in. Shout out to Britt and Emily, they were amazing. So, yeah, I'm just being a yes girl and embracing the uncomfortable feeling because I know that this is, of course, where the growth happens, which leads us on quite nicely to what our topic is all about me feeling the fear and doing it anyway
0: absolutely
1: now the reason that we're doing this is because we know that through our own experiences and working with the clients that we work with that fear can often take over when trying something new making a change to your life you know that fear of failure and fear of looking silly fear of judgment and we really want to encourage and support people to just feel the fear and do it fucking anyway, because we know that the more that you you do it, the better results you'll achieve, you'll be happier, you'll have more proud moments, and the confidence is just going to absolutely soar. So I think the best place to start is just to unpack what that fear really is, name it, face it head on. So I'm just going to pass it over to you, Mish.
0: Thank you. Lovely to hear about your trip in Bali. I um, hope you don't forget me when you're out there. I Absolutely lots, not. Is- <laughs> so um, I was listening up to a podcast the other day and actually there's a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by a woman, Susan Jeffers, um, and she talks about the three stages of fear. And I was starting to relate this back to my own experiences, times in life that I've had the fear about something. I was probably quite a nervous person before. And in a way, some things I'll do, see if something's going to give me like an adrenaline rush. Like I would jump out a plane, I've done it, I'll do it again. Things like that that give me the initial adrenaline rush. I'll do it right away. Um, but other things, when it comes to maybe more things like professionally or, putting myself out there then that's when I really get the fear so anyway this three step or three stages of fear that Susan was talking about really made me think wow if I understood that before there would have been nothing stopping me because really if we can accept that fear is a fact of life rather than a barrier like there would be nothing stopping us and everyone's actually fearing something and um, obviously just when you start to grow and you become better at it that's when you'll Push yourself to do more things, which I totally believe that's the stage me and you are at right now. So there's three stages. Let's just break it down nice and simple. There's basically level one. And these are things that people like in life, right? Right. Okay. in um, big life decisions that give you the fear. So maybe starting a new job, leaving a job, starting a new relationship, leaving a relationship, having a baby, or Going through a big life change, for example, starting a new health and fitness journey. As we know, these types of um, experiences give us the fear. So that's like the surface level stuff, and people will just think that they're scared to do it, and they'll just they'll just stay where they are, thinking potentially that they're staying in their safe place, but actually they could be staying very stuck. If we dig a little bit deeper and try to understand it more, we can look at level two, and this is all to do with what it's around your ego so like you were talking about like judgment rejection being vulnerable (laughs) I can never say that (laughs) um fear of failing fear of success um and that's usually the the hard part I think because when it's your ego you feel quite you want to protect it a little bit and you feel like if you're opening yourself to being rejected it can be a scary thing But then if we actually look at level three, and this is the one main thing that we all have in our head at some point, is the feeling of I can't handle that outcome. So if we say it's a job interview, oh, I'm scared that I might get rejected. I don't think I'll be able to handle that. So we just don't bother. But actually, I think level two is probably the scariest part. If you realize that if you look at level three and think, right, what's the worst that can happen, whatever that feeling of my around my ego is. 10 times out of 10, I'm going to say, you will be able to handle it. And um, if it's, you know, say you wanted to text somebody, say you're single and you want to text the guy and you're scared of rejection, like what's the worst that can happen? Either you're going to have a date or, you know, if they're not going to text you back, right, you might get embarrassed for a couple of minutes, then you'll move on. There's, that's, you know, we can all get over, like we can all handle the outcome. So that's the three stages of fear. And I started to look back at like saying, to relate them to my life and I thought wow it's really interesting that I got so stuck at like the sort of level one level two that if I had just known about level three I would have pushed past those so much. So we're going to have a wee look at some examples of ours and then we're going to share all those amazing um, messages that have been coming in as well from all our followers. So my first one which I know so many of you will relate to um, and a lot of you might not know this about me You've just started following me, or you just got to know me, see what I get up to in the gym. I had a huge fear of the weight room. And which makes it even worse, I think, for me, is I work in the gym. So I knew what I was doing. I had studied for two years at college and I was petrified to go into the weight room. And I think looking at the ego, I didn't know why I was scared to go in the wait room. I just thought, no. But looking at it, I think I was scared that either people thought I was doing it wrong, even though I probably wouldn't have been if I'd studied, um, or maybe fear of like criticism, feedback, judgment, all those things um, were going through my head. So I thought I can't deal with that at the time. So I just didn't bother I thought I was sticking in my safe zone, or as people call it, their comfortable their comfort zone. But actually, I was so uncomfortable. I didn't want to go on the treadmill for three hours at a time anymore. I wanted to become strong. wanted to become confident in the gym. Like I wanted to lift weights. So I just, obviously, why I love it now. It's like I was striving to get where I am now. But I thought I couldn't handle if somebody came up to me and says, you're not doing that right. So I just didn't do it for a decade, full decade. <laughs> and i can laugh about it now but i'm like oh man that's a long time um and if anyone else is feeling like that which i know is so so common but this is also why like get professional help so i think people assume that they're meant to know what to do in the gym like people then get like you know are quite hard on themselves if they think oh i should know what to do in the gym or how come they can just go to the gym and i can't it's an absolute skill I believe like some people yes can just move their bodies quite well some people are naturally you know they can do that but if they don't know if they've not had the training or like professional coaching then how are you going to know that's like me going to try to fit a bathroom myself. (laughs) Me the plumber. Yeah (laughs) thinking oh do you know people do this I'll be able to do that and like if you want to get somewhere like you want to save yourself time get ahead do it right if you want to do something right get professional help like that's why you know me and you have got professional help we have a coach of our own even when we're trained Mm. and very experienced we still want guidance from someone who's ahead of us so that's my biggest tip is like but also like obviously that's not it's not feasible for everybody and that's that's okay but you can join a gym um but if you're if you've got the fear my other top tip would be just do it you do not have to be great to start but to be great you absolutely have to start
1: Mm -hmm. and the secret to getting ahead is just starting and i I suppose that's partly the reason we're doing what we're doing as well michelle so that it doesn't take others the same amount of time like you've said 10 years there we don't want it to take people that long we want to help and make sure that they can and get to where they want to be a lot quicker than that
0: absolutely it's so worth like you know investing in yourself which is also scary people are scared to ask for help um, and that can also be a sign of say that people have tried and tried before so many times on their own whether it's to get fit to lose weight to get stronger and they've failed they're putting off asking for help because they're actually scared they fail again but if they just say to themselves what's the worst that can happen, right? You know, if if I fail, which usually with a coach, you you will not, if you're willing to put the work in, you will not fail. Um, yeah, just always look at that stage three, like what is the worst that can happen? You will be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. What's your example, Nicole? I suppose it's quite
1: similar to what you were saying there, but it happened to me just a couple of days ago here in Bali at a gym. Now, I walked in there and my first impression was, holy shit, this is a gym for actual tanks. <laughs> but you know that way I was like oh no I didn't know what half the machines were for but I decided right okay just find a spot where you do know what you're doing follow your plan and then until you find that little bit of extra courage to go in and just try it like you're saying like just try it what's the worst that could happen and everyone is just in their own wee zone and bubble anyway and everyone's got something to learn in the gym you're not going to go in known absolutely everything especially if it's a new environment
0: that's so nice to hear actually i know for like a lot of our listeners because we were actually talking about you this morning nicole and our strong mum club we were talking about those fabulous pictures (laughs) at the waterfalls and i was like oh look at nicole's legs and the girls are like i know she's so strong and fit eh?" so for people to hear that actually you still sometimes in a new environment Mm you look at people thinking wow they're really strong like it's you know people would think that you would experience that so it just shows like we all have a little bit of fear about something yeah
1: but there was no way that fear was going to stop me from doing something and but I suppose exactly. that's a learned skill isn't it you learn that over time but the more that you do it you're going to stack that evidence and it's going to be a massive stack of um, evidence there that leads to your confidence so that's what you've got to absolutely. remember.
0: And I actually that just when you said that, there like there was no way that was going to stop me, and I was almost about to shout, "Feel the fear and do it anyway."
1: Yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway.
0: We can have hashtag FTF and CIA. Oh. Ah. <laughs> I thought
1: you said I'm
0: not D-I-A. going to say D-I-A, what D's like, for.
1: That's um, the police, isn't it? The
0: yeah, D-I-A.
1: D-I-A. Play.
0: yeah, do do it anyway. It anyway. we can maybe tag
1: Susan Jeffers in it. I think she would appreciate it. <laughs> I think she would do.
0: <laughs> we, Susan. <laughs> let's have some more examples. So there's another one where I really experienced um, the fear and thought, wow, if I, if I do this, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to feel vulnerable. I'm going to open myself up. And this was one that I was talking about. It wasn't an initial feeling of, oh, I feel proud and I've grown. It was a slow burner, I like to call it. So basically, it took me two years to be able to open up um I wanted to share my past with my eating disorder as a teenager. And basically, well, I mean, that was a good 10 years ago where I just locked it away and thought that will never come out again. It never needs to, and that's fine. And then after, obviously, then years and years of growth and developing as a person, um, the last two years, it was starting to come up and it was in my head constantly. That's actually when I told you and I was like, I need to talk about this. Um, And I felt like I had a responsibility to, I thought, right, I can help people now. And I think that's obviously when I got to stage three of the fear and thought, right, whatever the outcome is of that, even if I get judged, that doesn't matter anymore. Like there's a bigger picture here of I can help people, even if I feel vulnerable and open, um, there's there's much more than that so I guess that was me like getting to a stage at life where the stage three I'd got over the stage three the ego wasn't getting in the way anymore it wasn't about that um but yeah so that was a that was a time where after I shared that was actually December last year I initially thought I was going to feel something and I didn't I didn't feel any like um growth straight away I didn't I don't know what I was expecting but Anyway, over the seven months, that's really when I've felt the change in myself. Um, I know I'm now a better coach. I can be more open. I can just help people. Um, And just the the change in confidence, because I remember thinking, if I can say that, if I can talk about my past, not be ashamed, not be afraid, I'm now definitely like just growing more and more each time from that. So that was another experience where the original ego of judgment, vulnerable, um you know, I don't know, just those feelings were just gone. And I have no doubt that feeling the fear and just doing it anyway has totally changed my life around. And I'm still so proud of you for doing that, Misha. It was honestly amazing.
1: And it just shows you that there's no there's no timeline on these things. And so when you are ready and you're ready to take action, yes you can get help from other people, but at the end of the day the power lies within you. Then You, know, you have to give yourself that time to say right I'm ready to go for it and I'm ready to go all guns blazing and absolutely smash it
0: yes and you know what I find really interesting is I had no idea that by signing up to a coach like Joe I didn't realize he was actually he never meant to, but pulling like this out of me never mm-hmm. never asked that when I first signed up with him um, and obviously they asked these questions to Make to look after your health first because they need to look after that and I actually lied and said no, no, you know no history of eating disorder that was like two years ago because I just obviously was not ready to say then Um, I thought oh no what if he judges me or what if he thinks oh you can't do this Um, so anyway that just shows actually by he's has helped me along the way just grow as a person and then it was just pulling all this out and I thought right yeah and it's changed my changed my life around we are going to talk about some of the amazing feeling
1: the fear and do anyway examples that were shared on our stories so first of all I'm going to start with one that is a a current member of mine she is absolutely amazing so she's put I had the fear of joining ENG and also she was going to the gym on her own the other day so both occasions she's feeling the fear and doing it anyway and I suppose just a wee add-on thing there that starting anything new can seem really scary but I would vouch for this that michelle's community and my own community are the most supportive places ever
0: absolutely agree to that (laughs) we've we've had so many amazing shares and lots of really different things as well so um this one i absolutely love is one of your amazing Strong Mum Club members is going to start a a conversation in a different country in a new language. And as you can probably imagine, yes, you would feel nervous about that. You might think, oh no, what if they don't answer back? What if, you know, feeling of rejection, feeling of feeling silly, but really what's the worst that can happen? Either she'll make a new friend and the person will really appreciate, you know, speaking in their language and um, really making an effort. Or if you don't understand them, then, you know, the girl will just have a wee giggle and say, well, I tried. Um, But I definitely think the first answer would be the solution. Yeah.
1: And then my next one is getting in front of an event and in front of a big audience. Now, I can vouch for this when I've done it with the SMC and ENG event. It's scary as fuck. And also, (laughs) I was doing a few different presentations in front of different schools. The last one I did, there was about 100 people there. And holy shit, I was definitely scared. But, of course, Phil. If you and did it anyway. And if you've got nerves before something, it means that you care. And the more that you do it, the better you're going to get. That whole practice makes perfect because it actually does. And again, you're stacking that evidence that is, of course, going to build your confidence in these things. And the more confidence you've got, the better you're going to get.
0: Absolutely. We also had other ones coming in, so like signing up for challenges that they would never have thought about before. Um, And uh, this one that I absolutely love is singing on karaoke. Feeling that fear, but what's the worst that can happen? Get up there and sing.
1: My next one is taking myself out for a coffee and setting some new goals and intentions. Now, this is definitely one that I absolutely love in terms of doing things on your own, going solo trips, going going to different places on your own. You're going to bring up a lot of different things, such as resilience, being resourceful, building your confidence, being powerful, being capable. These are all things that I would highly encourage you to do because you're going to experience these if you're doing something solo.
0: Absolutely. We had some more as well. So, like, you know, opening up and talking to Instagram. So this could be to do with your business, something that you're trying to grow. Um, and it's it really, I know that I got the fear about this before, but again, you just have to think, right, who's my listeners or who do I want to listen to this? If the people that you want to reach wouldn't judge you, they'd be really happy of your help, your guidance, like your knowledge anyone that was to judge you you probably don't want them you know you're not want to help them anyway because they're probably not your cup of tea um so my advice for that would be absolutely go for it the people that you can help are so much more worth it than you know any They're probably not going to be any judgment anyway nobody really cares um but absolutely just go for it and i've actually got a two
1: extra ones here michelle that i nice. looked at on the story so the first one there is signing up for an event that you're not ready for Now, I think you and I could probably relate to this in terms of, you know, there's never a right time to start, but, Mm -hmm. you know, by starting now, of course, you're going to get ahead of the game, and what a bloody motivator it can be to actually sign up for an event to then help you and give you that drive to make sure that you get the proper training and the proper help in there. Yep. And then my last one here is quitting a job that no longer serves you, and I think very important to kind of note there that any job relationship any habit that aren't serving you it doesn't deserve you exactly absolutely uh, and of course there's just a, a last wee thing I wanted to put in there I mentioned it on our insta live and I think all of these shares that we've got here and even the things that we were sharing as well um they're all examples that when you think about doing something, it opens a loop in your mind. Now, I read about this in a James Smith book called Confidence. Really good book, by the way. You can add that along with uh, Susan Jeffers' if you're do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And in that, it's basically saying when you think about doing something that you're maybe a little bit scared of, it opens a loop in your mind. And that loop stays open until you actually do the thing that you want to do. So if you're thinking about doing something, it's going to take a lot of bandwidth up in your head, the whole going back and forth of should I, shouldn't I, is it the right thing for me, is it not? But by feeling the fear and doing it anyway, you're actually casting a vote for the type of person that you want to be. Again, you're stacking that evidence up that leads to your confidence and it then closes that loop in your mind. So I think the key phrase there from the book that it was encouraging you to try and use was close the fucking loop. Absolutely. I think think so far we've got, there's you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great.
0: Mm -hmm. Close the fucking loop. So there's so many things we want you to take away with you today. And we have one more we got tagged in this as well um, when we're talking about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. And it's the absolute best quote that just gives you that wee nudge. And it is, you're a shite bag if you didn't.
1: (laughs) So three things (laughs) we want to take away with you today. The first one, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Second one is,
0: close the fucking loop in your head. And final one is, shite bag if you didn't. Please tag us in these. We want to know what you're getting up to, if you've done something that gave you the fear and you just done it after having that wee nudge or what you're planning to do in the future. Please tag us, let us know. Um, but we do have a little something to finish up with, which we are going to add every week, so it's going to get you thinking. Nicole, what are you winning with this week and what are you putting in the bin? So winning this week, I would
1: definitely say uh, being a yes gal and opening up conversations with as many different people as possible.
0: Oh, nice, did... what are you bidding?
1: And And binning is definitely the getting up in the morning part. Usually I'm pretty good with it, but I don't know if it's the sun that's taking it out of me, but I have been definitely snoozing my alarm at least twice in the morning. So I'm binning that for going into the week ahead.
0: Good for you. Yourself, Nish? um so am i winning with oh yeah so actually finally i've managed to get consistency with my weightlifting program and surprise surprise we know what consistency means the weights are going up (laughs) yay I think so i'm winning with that so it's given me the encouragement to follow the plan like don't overdo it just do the plan um and i'm binning alcohol which is going to be in i i'm not going to go into too much detail because that's going to come up in another podcast another episode um but yeah i'm trying 100 days no alcohol i am two and a half weeks in. not that i, I really don't drink that much anyway it's only very sociable but um yes i'm been in it because i feel like i want more energy um and another one that i've just remembered is i'm been in my christmas jammies because i'm still wearing them <laughs> but and like they are well, they're three sizes too big for me. Um, not that I've changed sizes since Christmas. I just buy them far too big and they are hideous. So they're going in the bin and I'm going to get myself some summer jammies.
1: Good for you, Gal. Good for you. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. Guess who I met at the poolside yesterday? <laughs> so I've signed up for his workshop, Sonny Webster. Oh, now, shut up. I kept calling him something else. Um, what was it? I, what was it? I called him again? I I messaged you saying, "Guess who I've met? Oh,
0: Sunny, Sunny Federa, Sonny Federa. He's a fucking DJ. He's a, <laughs> <is> a DJ. Well, <laughs> he could have been there. He could
1: have been there. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I didn't know. I'd seen that you were going to do the weightlifting workshop, so I thought that you meant Sonny
1: Yeah. Webster. So that was the good yeah, it seems like a nice enough guy. Uh but you know what it's like when you maybe meet someone that's just just like yeah. um <laughs> just like kinda insta famous for that. The first thing I said to him was like, What was that? I went, Oh, you've got lovely teeth.
0: Fucking lovely teeth <laughs> No way, like, Oh, I'm excited
1: to do your class, but you've got lovely teeth. You it. should have said you've got <laughs> a lovely <laughs> snatch. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lovely
0: snatch.
1: <laughs> he has got a great
0: snatch actually. oh i'm so excited that is like like a an experience of a lifetime in fact he's in ballet doing a weightlifting workshop which you're loving at the moment that is a hell yes yeah
1: and i suppose nice teeth that's a good compliment so yeah i'd
0: like to be told i've got nice (laughs) teeth yeah me too (laughs) well thanks for listening everyone we cannot wait to bring you episode number two um tag us with your your hashtags feel the fear do it anyway you know all the other quotes
1: and also remember to tag us in your wins or bins and we'll share some going into next week
0: yep see you next, see you next time. week bye, bye.